So we just got back from seeing First Man, uh, which is a movie about Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Spoiler alert, he lands on the moon. He makes it back safely. <laughs> That's not the spoiler that we're talking about when we say spoilers alert. <laughs> because it wasn't all about that. There were uh, quite a few other things that they mentioned. Sure. Yeah, there were. <laughs> I'm not sure they're important, but... Right, because they were, I think, from what I understand and what we'll have to look into and see is that it seems like it was creative liberties that were being taken. Uh, so anything that's spoilery about this story would be potential creative liberties. So I don't, it matters. So, in what so if we spoil a lie, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know either. I don't know. So uh, we talked a little bit in the car on the way over here. We'll see if that audio is at all usable down the road. But... <laughs> We gave some of our it wasn't time. because I was mad at the traffic, by the way. I no. did very well today. There was some weird interference with the bikes. But anyway, um, I wanted to I want to kind of get, just as a rehash a little bit, what are your initial thoughts? And then um, what do we feel like this movie was trying to say, I guess, is where we can start with this. So my initial thoughts were, at the end of the movie, I was very sad and very, like, not depressed. I don't want to use that term too much, but melancholy very it felt dark the film was dark as far as the lighting was concerned as well as the mood and very slow and so i i told connor i said if the last little episode thing where he makes a a symbolic gesture is true then it was a really good movie if it is not true then it's a really horrible movie because if they made up the symbolic gesture then a lot of the stuff that they put in the rest of the movie to lead up to that was just kind of sad and it's too focused on an emotional, potentially emotional issue that might not have been an emotional issue for Neil Armstrong. And so we don't really know because they right. made that stuff up. Now, if we find out in his memoirs or some sort of you know, recording of him or talking to his wife right. or something like that, that that was really something that disturbed him, then the symbolic gesture, if, even if it didn't happen, if he came back different after he came back from the moon, then that does make sense. Sure. So my initial reaction of hating it might have been a little intense sure so thinking deeper about it you yeah. think okay you have to do some more research so right especially mo- with these movies that are quote unquote based on a true story well and there's terminology right it's based on a true story inspired by a true story yeah the best one is inspired by true events yes <laughs> like, you're like that whoa even? that's not yeah. even so you saw something on the news and decided to make a movie about it like it right. would be cool who knows, man? Like Who the knows? train movie with uh, Denzel Washington in it, Unstoppable, that is totally inspired by true events because the train really did get run away, but uh-huh. none of the rest of that stuff happened. <laughs> so I'm okay with that sure. because they use the word inspired by. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so you got to check your movie references and technical terms before you go and see a movie. It's true. Or before you get inspired by it. <laughs> yeah. Careful with your inspirations. That's right. I, I man, '80s reference song. Sorry, I'm not gonna sing. Not gonna hurt people's ears. What did you say? The um, if if somebody uh, sang in a car, or, uh, did something. It was oh, if you if you were chewing with a microphone. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> My podcast listener, hey Hades, is what he yeah. refers. I think if I sang, that would be the true statement <laughs> of that. But it, you all, everybody that's listening to this, probably nobody that remembers uh, Peter Cetera and Chicago with the inspiration thing, you'll know what I'm talking about. All 
right. All right, we're back to the people. 2018. I'm not one of those people, so I don't know what you're talking Most about. Most of the people that are listening to this podcast aren't either. Okay, well, we'll see about that, I guess. Um, I guess my initial thoughts are similar, um, but I, I, I liked it. I don't mind saddish movies, I guess, um, because, I don't know, like, you walk out of it and you're like, well that was a semi-sad story or it was melancholy or whatever um but it doesn't change my life you know like i'm i'm cool with my life the way that it is right now maybe that's a really bad way to look at things it it keeps you from being too affected by the movies sure because when i watch a movie like that if i pay that much money for a movie i want to experience it and immerse myself in it and that can be healthy it can also be unhealthy. Yeah. So it seems like you keep a, a, I don't know, not a barrier. I don't want to call it that, uh, a distancing from it so that you don't get pulled into it too much. Right. I try to let, I try to do it to a degree, but um, I don't usually get incredibly emotionally involved in movies. So I think that um, – I thought it was good. I think it's worth watching. Uh, it's a – I don't remember how long it was specifically. Over two hours, like two hours and 18 minutes or something. It felt long. It felt kind of long. Absolutely. And so, I don't know. If you're into historical movies that are very dramatic and kind of slow, then... And add a bunch of stuff in, maybe. I don't know. Dubious. Dubious. Yes, dubious. uh, Go for it. Watch it. It's a cool movie. the cinematography, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yes, it yeah, was it was cool. amazing. There were some really interesting parts to it yeah. that I was like, oh, did you see when they were going up the gantry in the elevator, how they were passing something that was definitely CGI, but they had a light source from the uh, elevator that they were in reflected in the CGI that was being done. Did you I notice that? See that no. It was very interesting. It was very obvious to me that they hmm. did that on purpose because there's no way that that reflection would have been there hmm. if they hadn't done it on purpose. So, it you know it was just it lent a reality to the movie, yeah. very very realistic as yeah. far as what was going on. Yeah, and, and and I should say kind of backing up a little bit some of the the motivation for even going to this movie right now is we wanted to do something a little different where we're not dealing with movies that are super old or anything like that or movies that are came out in the last couple of years but you know we, we just saw right just saw it came back, back and yeah and we're just now recording kind of our thoughts on it to... so if our podcast takes off and it's really awesome maybe in a year or two we'll watch the movie again and see what our react maybe not that's a long movie to rewatch. I, <laughs> I don't think it's going to change much because i think that i i will probably research it and find out what was real and what wasn't and i'm really then... You'll like it less. Kind of, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I think that um, with all that, like I've seen several movies recently that are kind of biographic mm-hmm. in nature, yeah. and I like them. Uh, and part of the thing I like so much about them is watching them and learning some things, and then and then looking up later. Yes. And like, hey, how much of that was real? You know, like what's the differences between what really happened and what they were portraying, and kind of wondering about like why did they portray it differently. And sometimes you find out that the real story is actually cooler than the movie story. Sure. That sometimes happens. And then other times you find out they were not as nice as they seemed in the movie. <laughs> now, recently, that's not been the case. Most of the recent biographical movies are painting everybody as, quote, unquote, real people so that right. you've got to right. take them down three or four notches. Yeah. 
which is not a horrible thing because we tend to hero worship. So in taking creative license with any story, I think you have to do it for a reason. Um, and so why, what was this movie about? I mean, it was about a guy going to the moon, but what really was the story trying to present, I guess, in your opinion? That you have to go to the moon in order to handle your depression. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, but... that that's sure. that's what they portrayed is that they, they portrayed that his work and his dedication to everything and they I, I couldn't tell if they were poking at all of that stuff to say he was a bad person because of the relationship that he had with his kid of the relationship that he had with his wife of the difficulty he had getting over the death of a child and the relationship he had with his co-workers they really kind of presented him as not a good person they didn't necessarily say he was a bad person. He just wasn't sure. a good person. Sure. And yet he was the guy that everybody kept picking to do the mission. To do the really hard mission yeah. stuff. Yeah. So are they trying to say that you have to sacrifice a whole bunch of stuff in order to get that hard, awesome thing done? No, because uh, I think well, – I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Mm. I think that um, there's a couple important lines throughout the movie that I picked up on – initially because you know uh in this story you know his daughter dies at a very young age and it's very traumatic for him because uh, he seems like he's almost the happiest while she's alive from what i from what we notice in the, in the movie. movie yeah he's the happiest while she's alive yeah but we don't so, know about in real life yeah right from what we understand and then um she dies and he kind of gets off to this 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 road of of, of depression it's interesting because as they're lowering her casket into the ground, the very next shot after, you know, you see his face and stuff like that is they sh take a picture of the moon from earth, you know? So it's kind of like, here's the goal at this point. Right. Um, you know, obviously. So you have to go to the moon to get over your depression. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I'm just saying, I feel like that's what they're saying. Are you, something like that. Are you being for serious? Cause I, I, I have a different opinion about. So what I'm not, I'm not really saying you have to go to the moon, but you have to go to some great links, hmm. something else something as big as the traumatic event they're saying something as big as the traumatic event has to happen in order for you to come back out of the harm that the traumatic event gave Interesting. to you. But I, I don't think that's true. Right. But I think that that was one of the messages is that he had to complete this large giant task. I think, I think one of the messages that I got from it was, and maybe a question, I think how to phrase this. Um, you need me to sing for filler? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I wonder about what role should um, loss or trauma play in our motivation to do a thing? Because I think that he is, his motivation is not like, I really want to see the moon or I really want to be the first person on the moon. Like, does it seem like to be his motivation from watching the movie? I agree. I think that his motivation, and he says... Um, you know he there's the uh, what's the line am I thinking about the the part where he cr he gets out of the crash landing with uh, the lunar lander vehicle on earth there's his blood all over his face and stuff like that and one of the guys is trying to talk him down from something some like maybe slow down a bit 
and he's saying what at what cost are we going to the moon is what one of the directors is saying and uh, neil armstrong says i think it's a little late to be asking that question because so many people have died in the process of trying to get to the moon um and i wonder about not just oh man there's a lot of people who have died in this program but there's a lot of people that have died in his life um that are trying to accomplish something and, it, and maybe this is the one thing that he feels like he has control over maybe the thing that he has control over to be able to, to accomplish this thing maybe he wants he he wants to do it for them i think uh because his good friend dies on um apollo one is that the one that which one is the uh, one? i don't, it, i can't remember which apollo it was but it was a right. test it was doing right. a one test. of the tests with a fire and stuff like that one of his friends dies on that and i can't help but wonder like how maybe he was thinking something to the effect of um well, we can't stop now, otherwise he'll have died for nothing, right. you know? And so I wonder about maybe this movie is talking about um, the role that trauma plays in our motivations for doing a thing. Should it, or what do you think? Well, it's very interesting you asked that. I've been reading The Search for Man, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, mm -hmm. and he talks about finding meaning as being one of the central cores of being a human being okay. is that we strive for meaning in our lives. Mm -hmm. And he says you can find meaning of, in one of three ways. One is to accomplish or achieve something. One is to experience something, including experiencing a relationship of love with somebody. And then the last one is finding meaning through suffering. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about, let's see if I can get this right. He talks about the tragic triad of there's guilt there's the transitoriness of life, like we're all going to die sometime. And there's one other one. Now I can't remember what it is. It, it, but he's, he talks about how overcoming those things is a choice that human beings have. And he's a survivor of a Nazi concentration camp. Sure. So he knows a little bit about that kind of stuff. And he is saying that suffering sometimes, particularly in the current culture that we have, even back in the 1940s, uh -huh is looked at as a bad thing. Like if you're suffering, you either did something bad or you're not figuring out how to be happy again, rather than embracing your suffering and finding meaning in it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you look at your life and you look at each moment, finding meaning in that moment for yourself and what your, not your whole life, but each moment is important. And so taking the suffering that you experience and looking to the fact that it has meaning in and of itself and how you react to it sure has meaning and so i i think that that's a very deep thought for a movie such as this because what meaning does he find in that suffering yeah i'm not sure the movie points you to find meaning in the suffering the movie points you to try to get over it hmm. he needed to get over it I felt like they were really talking about he never really got over it until he reached the moon. And then the goal somehow, was he, the, well, the goal is met or all, maybe his perspective changed hmm. because in the movie they show flashbacks to the fun that he had, but it was not with his hmm. current family situation. It was always looking at the back of the past. Right. And then he somehow let go of that. Yeah. Instead of hanging on to it and saying, hey, those were good times. Those had meaning, but now my meaning, my life also has meaning. You don't have to let go of suffering in order for it to have meaning. You have meaning in your life. Hmm. So I feel like sure. some of the messages, again, were very, uh, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to say it, very pressure. Very right. You need to get over this. There is a heaviness need, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, heaviness. Yeah. That's exactly the word I'm using for. I felt yeah. very weight was on me. Right. And as a guy that has a job that has a family, I felt like some of the ways that they portrayed his reactions to that were unkind. Hmm. And they were because I don't know whether he actually had those reactions or not. Sure. I don't know what kind of what kind of person he is. Now I question a lot of the, what they shared with that. Sure. So I couldn't tell during the movie whether I was feeling that way because he was that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's hard that right. that happened to him and he was that way. Or now I'm like, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Right. What are they trying to say? Sure. And I think what you have to do with a situation like this where we know, like, yeah, Neil Armstrong was the first person to walk on the moon and stuff like that. We know we know enough about it to walk into it with kind of what's going to happen in this story mm-hmm. in general. Um, but when you don't know the history of a story like this or, you know, one of the other biographic movies I watched recently or whatever, going into it and not knowing a ton about the subject, you kind of just have to watch it as if this is a fake story. So this is a made up person, you know, in a made up story and stuff like that. And they're undergoing these circumstances. What do you take from that? I think because otherwise because otherwise I think what you can you can get too tied up with is well how much of this is is Neil okay with this or are they okay with how they're portraying him here and stuff like that and um, I think those are valid questions but I feel like those are two different conversations I feel like if you're going to do that you need to get your own story sure you know that's that's what I for instance the newest Hobbit movies (laughs) It's fine that they made the movies the way they made them, but sure. they needed to get their own story. Sure, yeah. You know, if you're going to mess a, they, with it They so basically bad, made their own, yeah. Anyways. Exactly, but you called it by yeah. this name. So that's exactly, I don't know if it happened that way, mm-hmm. but I feel like when you get into a biographical situation, this is my personal opinion, yeah. that if you're going to be moved in some way, inspired or disgusted or whatever by the events in the movie, if it has its basis in truth, where it's based on not inspired by, then you need to figure out what was real and what wasn't. Because right. I feel like being inspired by somebody's idea of what something was going to be mm-hmm. versus what actually happened is two different things. Right. You can be inspired by an idea and take it and make it your own. But if somebody else accomplished that thing, you can also be inspired by that in a different way. That actually mm-hmm. happened. Right. And like I said, sometimes you find out in the in the real story that those people were way more inspirational than the Hollywood people made up. Right. They made up a, tra- a terrible story about this person doing this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, wow, the real guy, though, stayed true to his wife, stayed true to this and that. I'm not talking about this movie. I'm talking about another movie. Right. And you're like, that guy was more impressive as a real person. So, you know, you're, you're of the opinion, I guess, that, um, you know, if you're going to do a biographical movie... Uh, you should stay true to it. Otherwise get your own story. And I agree with that. Um, I think that makes sense to me. Um, But I think that begs the question then of, okay, well then why was this change made? You know, why, why are they presenting him in this, this light or why are they changing it in that way? What are they trying to, so they're trying to say something then in that regard, if they're, if they're making a change, they're trying to say something. Right. And so, but we can't really guess at why they did it. Sure, but I, I think you can get you can see through the results of what they're trying to say. Maybe, but that's I don't know. I'm Isn't not that sure. The point of a, of a story is to portray some sort of meaning. 
Yes, but is it important that you understand what they were trying to say, or is it important that you take away something that you can use in your own life? I don't know. That's a good Isn't question. Kind of two sides of the same coin. No, because if you're going to try and understand what they're trying to say, then there's something you're going to take away from that for your own life. You actually don't have to do that. Okay. I don't think. I think you can look That's at not. that situation and go, you know what? In that in that situation, what I saw was this. Sure. Whether okay. they were trying yeah, to yeah, say that or not, yeah. and then I go, huh? Does that is that a truth for me, or is that something I need to change in myself? Did God or the Holy Spirit or my own brain and my own situation at current time caused me to look at myself differently because of the movie, whether they intended right. it or not. I think it's less about their intentions for, for meaning for myself. It's less about their intentions and more about what can I take away from this movie? Mm -hmm. Because if I start getting wrapped up in intentions, I'm going to find some nasty things. Sure. Because I think there's a lot of stuff that gets put out that has very weird reasoning behind mm -hmm. it. And so if you look at the weird reasoning, then it taints what you might have gotten out of the movie. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's not true. What yeah. do you think? I think that... Um, hmm. You like knowing the reason. So why do, do you, why do you like knowing the reason? I like knowing the reason because obviously there are things that you can draw from anything and get some sort of meaning out of it or if it's symbolic to you in that time or uh, I can think about movies that I watched at one point that I really didn't like because they hit a little too close to home with what I was going through and yes. so I was like I don't want to think about this right now right and so but then I watched it later at another time and it was fine and I enjoyed mm -hmm. it more um, but I like knowing what what they're actually trying to say because um, I mean, it's, we, we joked a minute ago about the podcast and talking about how this podcast is really a podcast of tangents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, okay, it's like, fair enough. We get, we take a topic <laughs> and then we get onto some tangents Woo! related to that topic. And that's what a lot of podcasts are. They're, they're, they're structured tangents. Um, but I, and I think there's absolute, there's value in, in talking about, okay, what does this mean for me and stuff? And how did I interpret this? But I think it's important to know what they are trying to say out of it because I think one way or another, and I could be wrong on this, but I think one way or another, the meaning of what they are trying to say hits you subconsciously. Agreed. And so knowing what you're about to get hit with subconsciously, I, I feel more comfortable about that. Like, oh, yeah. this is what they're actually trying to say to me. And this is what maybe my brain is taking in when the other part of me that is conscious is just saying, oh, this movie is about getting over your depression or something like that. What are they, what are they really trying to say here? You know, cause these, the thing that you have to understand with, um, with art and stuff, like good art, I guess. I don't know. I'm not an artist, definitely not an artist, but, um, in my experience, I think that, you know, with a movie or with a song or with a play or, um, or a, a piece of uh, visual art, whether that's, um, you know, a drawing or an animation or something like that. Nothing, like, few things are accidents in the creation of, of that thing. A lot of it is planned out. It's edited a certain way. It's right. chosen to be that. They, sp they picked those lines to say. They picked those lines that were ad-libbed to keep. You know, they keep those things right. on purpose. Yeah. All of this is on purpose. 
what's the purpose? Yeah. You know, and so I, I want to know those things. And some of those things we don't ever know necessarily <laughs> for sure because some – some artists are like, well, the point is to, you know, experience, the experience art it. And what understand. do you get out of it? And that's and like, the, and that's, that's frustrating cool. for me. Oh, really? It is frustrating <laughs> that's for me. That's awesome. Like, well, but, no, but what are you getting <laughs> out of it? Because you know, I, I want to know. I want to be able that. to defend. It yeah. almost sounds like you want to be able to defend yourself or at least process it properly mm-hmm. because you know the intentionality of the art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, that's the thing that's frustrating about art. I'm me, telling you, man, that's so funny because that's exactly the way I am a whole lot of times. But I don't really ask the other people what they were intending. I just assume. Sure. I mean, I don't sit down and interview movie directors. No, no, but you want to write the behind the scenes. You want to sure. see some articles and stuff. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I see what they're trying to do to me. Sure. But you want to go reverse. I thought, I think that's very interesting that we both have the same idea, but we go about it in different ways. Yeah. But I do, I do yeah. want to know whenever I'm, whenever I'm taking in some kind of media or something, I want to know, well, what are they, what's their goal here? Yeah. You know, what are they same trying goal. to achieve here? Um, and so I guess that's I guess that's a question that I have for for this movie because I I feel like there's too many underlying themes of this individual undergoing trauma through loss of a relationship or a person, and then basically the very next cut is them being determined to go to the moon. Yeah. And so I feel like it's pretty clear that this movie is trying to talk about what motivates us to do great things. Sometimes it's, you know, man, I just really want to be the first person on the moon. But that's not, from this movie, that's not the motivation here. You can tell because one of the other characters says that that's their motivation to be the first. Yeah, and that's their motivation. Yeah. Neil Armstrong doesn't say anything about that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that that was part of it, maybe. But um, in this, it's not. And so, you know, what is his motivation? I think his motivation is to according to this movie. Well, there's complex motivations mm-hmm. all the way. Yeah. Are you, were you headed somewhere with that? I don't know. I think that part of his motivation is maybe to um, find some sort of meaning for his life, maybe. Like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing because, or find meaning in life in general because of all the death around him. And so why is he alive while these other people die around him? What's his purpose? Maybe that's something that they're trying to argue for in that movie um i think though hard work i think it's very interesting because they do show that picture of the moon but he had no the gemini program was not moon right I mean, ultimately, the plan was to go to the moon, but he had no guarantee that he would be on the moon. As a matter of fact, he was one of the few times in the movies where he hangs out with his friends and they have a good time is when they're congratulating somebody else from possibly getting to be on the moon, the lunar mission. And so he... And another character is kind of jealous about that or mentions it later when when somebody dies and he gets to put in the place... And Neil Armstrong is like, no, that is not the point. Right. That you are first, that I'm first. It's that we yeah. get there. Yeah. And so I feel like to for him, it seemed like the motivation was to do the best he could. Sure. To achieve the goals that were set before him. Because they ask him to do some strange things and uh, along the way. And he's, he usually says, yes, sir, until it violates a... 
too popularistic viewpoint. What do you mean? Well, when they ask him to go represent them at the White House, when they ask him to uh, be the leader of the mission, when they there's at least one other time when they ask him to do something, and he says, "Okay, yes." He doesn't celebrate. Doesn't you don't even. Show him holding it in, and then after they leave, yes, or are yeah. going home to his wife to celebrate or anything like that. He just keeps on going. Right. There's one time though he is mad about the fact that they survived that cra- the right. um, event where the yeah he's so unemotional know, throughout the movie, and then or he's, he's so yes, portrayed outwardly that way. Yeah. unemotional, right? And he is very emotional about how they portrayed the wild ride in space, and that it's all fun and games, and that sure. you know the the need to sell the program sure. That is not something that he is good at. Right. He knows it, and he doesn't like that part of it. The right. reason for the space program doesn't have this popularistic view in his mindset. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I'd forgotten about that, but you're yeah. right. That the reasons that he did it were according different. According to this movie. According to this movie, right. were different from what you might normally think somebody would right. do. Right, because you know, one of the reporters asked him, how does this compare to feeling like you won the lottery or something like that? And he just says, I was pleased, you know, and I don't know if that's exactly what he says. I'll be interested to look that up. I'm sure that that's recorded, you know, and everything. But yeah, I, I do think that there's a lot of movies and also a lot of stories that talk about motivation for doing a hard thing or going to where no one has gone before or something like that or exploring. And I guess this movie is trying to tackle um, the motivation of loss and how that can put us on a perspective of what's left over after something is lost. So like, you know, for him, you know, he looks at, maybe he feels like there's some survivor's guilt, perhaps. I, I don't I never know. got that. I don't know. I think that. So. I, if I was in his situation, I would think one of the things that I might think, I guess, is, okay, all these people died. I'm still alive. I owe it to these people or perhaps um, like I'm alive for a reason or something like that. Maybe that's, that's kind of what is being that's probably better pushed here because perhaps. the survivor's guilt is different than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So, so they, yeah. I don't think they went the survivor guilt mm-hmm. thing. They could have. Right. But I don't think they did. Sure. I think you're right that it was there. I I have a purpose and Mm -hmm. my purpose is still here, even though these people are dead and it actually is intensified because they gave so much. I should do it too. Right. It's almost like a, uh, a friendly rivalry. Right. Sometimes when you have a friendly rivalry, it pushes everybody to higher and higher levels. Yeah. And while this is not, a friendly rivalry. It's just, it's the example of your friends and the sacrifice of your friends mm-hmm. and coworkers pushes you to a different level. Right. Interesting. So has there ever been a time, maybe this is too personal, but like, has there ever been a time <laughs> in your life where something traumatic has, has motivated you to do something you wouldn't have done otherwise that's positive, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to think off the top of your yeah, head. Yeah. Th- there's, because if you think about all the different traumatic events, I will say this though, this is a very interesting situation that I had occur to me. Um, when I found out that I had thyroid cancer, there was a lot of people who were praying for us and talking to us and stuff like that. And I was sitting looking at some of that and considering that and wondering what can I do for them? 
Like, mm. how can I reciprocate this? Mm. And it, God really overwhelmed me, and I started praying for them be, because of this pro, this suffering that I was going through. They were talking to God on my behalf. Mm. I asked God that because they were drawing closer to him because of me, that he would then communicate to them something hmm. better for them, something yeah. good for them, that that my suffering drew them closer to God, even though they were doing it on my behalf. Right. And that opened up a window for God to speak to them in some way that they hadn't before. Hmm. And so that was a, because there's nothing you can do to reciprocate in that situation. Sure. Those hmm. other people don't have cancer. Yeah. Maybe you can pass it on or, or pay it forward or whatever. Sure. But at that particular moment in time, you're just receiving. Right. And sometimes that's hard to receive all that stuff. And you're like, what do I do with all this stuff? Yeah. But in, in God helped me in that moment. I don't do it very well. But in that moment, I prayed for them. And that was something that I could do back for them. Not mm. that I owed it to them necessarily, but how can I respond? And so I guess that was a difficult situation, yeah. both from the cancer perspective, as well as how do I handle all this right. help that's coming my way? Right. That can be a hard thing, particularly for a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that caused me to do something that was different. I prayed for people in a way different manner than I did before. Interesting, yeah. That's very good. I like the fact that we reminded me of that. I feel like that's an important thing that I need to remember because, yeah, I can pray for people that way. Yeah. Well, we were, we, you and I were talking with a friend and they made a statement that says it's more important for people, it's way more important for people to understand than it is for them to have things. Hmm. And I think that that goes into what I just said, right. is that when I pray for people, I certainly can ask for healing, for mm-hmm. a job, for a decision, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I should always ask for them to make a connection with God so that they understand what he's up to. In their what he's mind. trying to do there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that um, one thing that comes to mind for me, traumatic, trauma-wise, is just um, going through some you know health complications as well with uh with my wife and uh, while we were dating and really i think an interesting parallel between the movie and um my life there is that even though she was going through those difficult uh those complications and stuff like that that actually drew us closer together we became you know um that that's really where our relationship hit a, an even deeper level to where at that point after kind of going through that i was for sure going to ask her to marry me and stuff like wow. that that's when i was really like all in for that and um and it's interesting because the trauma that that is portrayed in neil armstrong's life in this movie separates him from other people yes and it's something that you know makes him more distant and i think that that's that's a thing that can happen you, know, you kind of got two options really as other options perhaps but like you know when it comes to our relationships whenever you're undergoing trauma, you can either withdraw from those relationships or you can press into them deeper. And I think it's, I think it's always more positive to press into them deeper and to, um, and to find the way that you can become closer to the people around you through this event, whether it's something health complication wise or a loss of somebody or whatever, um, difficult times and even happy times draw us together, can draw us together. And I think should, um, and, you know, I, I could have become more distant after this thing with, with my wife or, um, 
or whatever. And I think that it's a choice in a lot of ways. Um, you can choose how you respond to, um, to trauma. And I guess for this individual in the movie, Neil Armstrong, he, his healing process was to get to the moon was, I guess what was trying to, to happen here. Like you were joking at the beginning, right? You know, the whole that, point of the movie is that's their you know, message get to the moon so that you can get over your depression or whatever. And, um, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe that is kind of the overarching, it changed that's it. his healing process. But I think that potentially it's also exploring at a deeper level, um, how we respond to trauma and how that motivates us to do a certain thing. So what's interesting is his choice of healing process didn't turn out like he expected it to. Mm -hmm. Obviously in the movie, they're saying that he planned to, he did take something with him right? and he planned to uh, make a symbolic gesture, Yeah, but maybe he didn't, who knows? Maybe he always carried that object with him. And once he got there, the perspective shifted for him. So he decided to let go. Yeah. You know, we don't know. We don't know if he always kept that particular thing. He had put it in a drawer right. and supposedly left it alone. And now he's picking it sure. up and dealing with it again. But I think that your statement about we need to lean deeper into relationships and he distanced himself. I think for some people, I would agree with you that you need to pick some relationships to lean into. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. But not all I don't, relationships. Yeah. Well, what happens, however, is that when there are traumatic things, everybody wants to lean into you, the, their relationship with you. Mm. That is not healthy. Mm. That is not healthy. You see some of these wake gathering things where people are all swarming around the house and stuff like that. That is unhealthy in my opinion, in many ways for some people. For other people, it's great because they they have a bunch of people around to help right. them see here's meaning, here's life, here's mm -hmm. energy, and all this kind of stuff. Right. But the focus is on the tragedy rather than on getting on with it. And mm -hmm. so sometimes what happens is you have these you have a, a lot of people that focus their relationships on you for a time, but they don't maintain that over time. And so that is another death sure. for you. So you lost something, then somehow people are concerned for you. Rightly so, trying to help out, right. not meaning anything bad, but then they go away, and that's another death. You mm. lose that kind of thing there. Interesting. So that's a perspective. Also, leaning into the right relationships is the most important thing. Yeah. And you have to let, I believe you have to let God help you with that. So you lean into that relationship first. You take that thing to God, and he helps you find meaning in it. It might not be the explanation. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, he doesn't owe you the explanation. And a lot of times he doesn't give you the explanation. But can you find meaning in the next day, in the next hour, in the next minute as you're experiencing that suffering so that you make the choice to let that meaning be there for it? And, and then as you take that to God, then he helps you see which relationships need to be invested in and which need to be left alone. Mm -hmm. That's a little preachy. Sorry about that. A little preachy. <laughs> we promise not to do that, but... <laughs> Well, no, it's good. I I agree. Um, so this movie is kind of a downer in some ways. Very much uh, so. And I feel like not that this whole conversation has been a bit of a downer or whatever. You know, but I think we've discovered some things. What have we discovered? What do you think you've discovered? Have you just? I, I've discovered that um, looking at movies motivationally could benefit me. 
Hmm. Like if I if I look at the motivation of people that make movies and go, oh, well, they were trying to say something. I either agree or disagree with that. Yeah. And that I can make that be a positive thing. I can right. put meaning into that. Mm-hmm. And I think we also had a great conversation about suffering because we all suffer. Yeah, for sure. And can you find meaning in your suffering? Mm-hmm. I believe you can. There's yeah. a very famous psychologist that believes that you can. Yeah, absolutely. And God says that you can. It's true. Yeah. Suffering produces yeah. all these good things. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the Bible, we learn about that. That's right. Um, it's not necessary, but it is usable by right. God. So I think that's a positive thing. Yeah. I, again, I enjoyed the movie for the most part. Good. Um, I thought it was interesting. And I'm excited for, you know, future discussions on maybe movies that are not quite as, uh, down i guess i don't know i feel like well, we walked out of this movie both being kind of like woof yeah you know? <laughs> heavy heavy was the thing is right. there a problem oh man that's heavy is there a problem with the gross gravitational field in the future <laughs> sorry that it's would be a reference. fun movie to, that's a good uh, time travel we, we might pick time travel as a set of movies oh, to talk man, about i would love it i love no time i don't topics. know we talked about that already never mind we did but maybe at some other point we'll talk about so the philosophy of do, time travel do we which is a reference to another movie but anyway yes on. do we decide to share with our audience the planned next two episodes or do we not uh you can what uh what is the plan well i mean this is really like your plan for the next two episodes that's right i'm, I'm so, along for the ride so, man, here, so. Here, here's what happened if you've been following us and you didn't just pick up this one week you're like oh first man is a finally a movie that's not been out forever and uh right. i want to listen to their comments on this if you uh, listen to the last, the episode two, uh, Connor challenged me a little bit, <laughs> which is, it, well, continue, continue. Well, continue. and it's very interesting because he chose to challenge me when I didn't choose to challenge him because he used the term <laughs> devil's advocate. And I was like, huh, if he's going to give me a hard time about using the term pa- Pollyanna. Should I ask him, are you really Satan's advocate here? <laughs> what? Are we doing this? Because I used Pollyanna in a reference, and he's like, have you seen that movie? And I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, well, you can't use a reference if you've not seen the movie. And then I foolishly said, well, then I guess we'll have to watch that movie. Oh, <laughs> and now Connor has control of the audio, yeah, and I tried recording. to get out of it later on, and it just didn't work. And no. then I came to realize... This is a great thing to do because Connor has expressed concern over the quality of religious films in recent years. It's true. And I believe that maybe I have a movie that he is going to enjoy more, okay. find some meaning in. Yeah. So because I am going to watch Pollyanna, <laughs> we're going to watch this first. I don't know if I want to reveal the movie or not. Sure. This first movie and then we'll do the uh, do the episode, and then uh, I will watch Pollyanna, and we'll get Connor's reaction to a challenge, sure, to a cultural reference that he has, and then I will have to accept the challenge for the cultural reference that I have. Right, and I don't want to I don't want to give away too much, but in doing a little bit of research about Pollyanna, no. I found out that you aren't super wrong in using that term the way that you did, <laughs> but. It's still it's funny on that we're going to talk about it. Cause I think it's great that we're going to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still going to watch it. It's still going to be good. So I was a little bit potentially in the wrong with saying that he was using it incorrectly with that, that terminology. But isn't and stuff. that interesting yeah. that it's still going to cause us to watch it because right. I felt challenged. No, yeah. I have not seen that movie, so I should right. before I'm going to use that reference. Right, in a derogatory way. Yeah. Or, or, Dragging poor Pollyanna <laughs> through the mud. <laughs> 
I mean, I like, again, and it's been so many years since I've seen that movie, so I I am curious to watch it because maybe I'll hate it. Maybe I'll be like, man, I don't like this movie. Well, it was made a long time ago. It was made so, a while ago, but... but... Did you know that there's like a 1930s version, like a silent version or something? What? Yeah, there's Pollyanna is not new with Haley Mills. Sure. No, I didn't think what? it was. An, I knew it was a book. I know there's a book about it. Right, but it. They, they made a movie. A lo- there's several versions of sure. Pollyanna. We are watching the Haley Mills version. I am right. not that much into movies that I can watch the older stuff. Yeah. So should we watch it together? I mean, I don't know. We'll I see. don't own it, and neither do you. And right. not the library doesn't have it. And so we're stuck <laughs> renting you it for three ninety nine. dollars 99 bucks or whatever. No, yeah. it's more expensive than that. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. It's a Disney that's movie. That's a different... That's how they get you. Yes. <laughs> that's a different conversation. So this has been a very long outro. <laughs> right. Yeah, to, for to, sure. To, to but I wanted, to, I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to some of the people that have shared the podcast and given it um, some good reviews, whether that's word of mouth or sharing it on Facebook or whatever. Feel free to do that. Um, we we want to share deeper discussions with, with people in general. And so if you know people that would enjoy this kind of a thing, this kind of podcast or discussion that's happening here they're really weird but that's okay dave is like shaking his head at me like who would (laughs) enjoy this there are people that would i think i guess man i don't know i've enjoyed this i actually listened to the first podcast twice yeah i mean first time i listened to make sure that it was okay but i enjoyed it so much i listened to it again i don't know if that's vain or what but (laughs) it was really interesting that i got into the conversation because i enjoy our conversations yeah i enjoy if other people do too that's awesome yeah and so if you enjoy them too um you think you know other people that might as well oh my gosh you're doing an advertisement that's awesome i love it well we gotta share it a little bit i don't know (laughs) it's okay we're on itunes now all i'll say is that we're on itunes now we weren't before and so uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm bad at this is what this is. <laughs> but that's okay because we're not, we're not doing it for popularity. We're not doing it. We're just You're doing right. it because it sounded like a fun idea. Right. And yeah. I, who knew all the podcasts that were out there? It was crazy. Yeah. And particularly if we inspire somebody to have a deeper conversation with somebody else. And who knows? That's good. Who knows, Dave? Maybe this podcast will be the subject of a movie based on true events one day. <laughs> I don't know. That was a great, did you plan that? That was a good one. That was nice. I liked it.